War and rumors do not come the way they used to. Preparation for war comes in new ways, and I'm not talking about COVID. China and Russia keep working on growing their military, sometimes on the web, sometimes in space. News just coming out that Russia launched late last year a potential weapon for space. They were testing a device that both the U.S. and the U.K. say could be used to take down satellites in an act of aggression. But also there's the matter of spying. The U.S. this week ordering the Chinese consulate closed in Houston, saying it was their center for technical spying. The Houston Fire Department was standing by when the Chinese started a burn of secret papers before they closed their piece of land in the city limits. Christians in China taking more heat. Churches ordered to take down crosses, put up presidential photos. Well, this we know. The Church of Jesus will prevail, never end. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're coming to the end of a series we've been running this week called A Royal Priesthood. In 1 Peter chapter 2, Christians are reminded about our very high calling. In some ways, it can feel a bit shocking to hear Scripture calling us priests. You might be thinking, I'm just an ordinary Christian. Aren't priests among the spiritually elite? But the reality is that every believer in Jesus, the great high priest, is a priest through him. We are royal priests. But what does that look like for you today and every day? We'll take a look at that in light of a COVID-19 summer. Speaking of that, a couple of days ago, I caught up with a camp director for Frontier Camps in Texas, Matt Raines, and I asked him about the challenges running a camp during the pandemic and how the Lord is using it in the lives of the kids he serves. That's a great question, Charles. Thanks for that. I got introduced to Christian camping uh, as a young person just through my church and I've always seen it as a place where a lot of great results happen. And if you've gotten a room with, you know, a hundred believers and you ask them which ones may have made a significant spiritual decision at, at a youth camp and you probably see half the hands go up. So a lot of things do happen at camp. When we were faced with the decision to open or not this summer and the, and the governor of Texas allowed us to do so, we looked at it as even if we have smaller enrollment, even if we may end up with the case outbreak, this could be the most significant summer spiritually for some of our campers and staff, just simply after being cooped up, anxiety building, a chance to get out and be as normal as possible under the great outdoors that God's created. We looked at it as more powerful than ever before. That's Matt Raines from Frontier Camps in Texas. Quite a challenge to run a camp in a pandemic, but he tells me they're socially distancing, washing hands more, and just all around doing their best to keep their campers safe. Well, let's pray this summer the Lord will do a great work on hearts in Texas. And speaking of the Lone Star State, coming up after our first song, I want you to hear from a surgeon in Houston. He loves Jesus, and he has some words of encouragement for all of us this summer. And after the program, I'd like to give you an opportunity to partner with our ministry with a special gift we have for you. It's called the Slugs and Bugs Show, created by my friend in Nashville, Randall Goodgame. We have the entire 13-episode collection of this great series for your minimum gift. And if you'd just like to try out the first three episodes, 
We have that for a gift of any amount. I know it'll cause the children in your life to think and talk more about who Jesus is and how he wants all of us, both kids and adults, to glorify him in all we do. You can call us after the program at 800-654-2836, 800-654-2836, or go online and watch samples from this fun show. Our web address, haventoday.org haventoday.org. And you can join Julie in Illinois and Ruth in Florida, who both made gifts for the Slugs and Bugs show season and had it sent directly to their loved ones. We can do the same for you. Just send us their name along with address and we'll mail it out to them with no extra shipping. And now let's get started. The song by Petra and their ultimate collection, Not of This World. We are Overcome this world of darkness Soon we will 
classic song from 1983, Petra. It's not of this world here on A Haven Today, a royal priesthood. And I'm Charles Morris. A couple of days ago, I caught up with Dr. Cornelius Davis. He's in Houston, and he has an MD as well as a PhD, and he works as a cardiothoracic surgeon. But more importantly, he knows Jesus. And I asked him to share with us some thoughts about what Christians should be doing right now in this pandemic. As a Christian, what is my purpose being here? Well, my purpose is to glorify God and my thoughts and my deeds and my actions. That's my purpose. Okay. Now, where am I? I'm also a pilot. As a, as a pilot, you, uh, there are two critical things you have to know, where you are and where you're going. Because every plane, once it's, air, once, once it's aloft, has to come back down to ground. You, you got to lay that thing. You got to sit that thing down somewhere. So you really have to know where am I and where am I going? Well, as a Christian, where are we right now? We're in a pandemic. There's, a, there's this, this, this terrible blight that's going through the community. And what do we see amongst around us? Well, what we see is that people are depressed and they're suicidal. Those, both of those are spiking right now. Su- rates of suicide, three to six times, depending on where, you, where the study's coming out of, three to six times normal. I mean, so people are depressed. They're anxious. Why? Because the people are very connected to the world. They're very connected to the world and its normal activities. And it's all been stripped away from them. And suddenly they're, the world's been taken from me. And because of that, they're anxious, they're depressed, they're, is this worth living? There's all these things that are just going, that are spiking right now. A lot of Christians feel that way too. It's not just the people of the world. It's the Christians are, are bemoaning having the world stripped away from them. So Christians aren't doing what they need to do in response to it, which is, I sort of see it as a twofold thing. Number one, uh, if you go First Corinthians 9, where Paul's talking about running the race. The two things he mentions there uh, just after that is he says, every athlete is temperate. He's self-controlled. And then the next thing he says, he goes, I will bring my body into discipline or I will discipline my body. Depends on the translation. Or I bring my body into subjugation. There's a discipline that has to be there. Well, how does this play into people feeling good in the time of COVID? Well, one of the things that's important is that if you have Disciplined, well, first off, you have to have accepted the free gift of Jesus so that the Spirit's in your heart. But if he's there, then if your study of Scripture and his word is, is disciplined, and, and, the, and it's like an exercise, if we actually dig into our Scripture daily, and it's like an exercise to us, and we're digging into it, well, not only does it hit our brain, but it starts working on our heart and writing that, because the depth of work with it works on your heart. The last thing is the, the, the discipline side of it. Well, the spirit, these are spiritual gifts, you know, self-control is a spiritual gift. Um, and so the spirit can then rein in your heart and all that it wants to fret over and fear and everything else. All of that can be reined in. Well, if we get to the point where that's they're working together, our head and our, our heart, then what we have are people that can, do our primary purpose, which is go forth and make disciples of the world. If you're a wreck, if you're a depressed, suicidal wreck, mm-hmm. 
it's very hard for you to make any disciples because mm-hmm. I mean, what you, you're trying to survive, you're in survival mode then. But if you are allowing the spirit to do his work in you, then you have something going on. You actually have the freedom to let the spirit work through you and do his work out. It's a big time right now. This is harvesting time and all the harvesters need to be out harvesting. That's what we need to be doing. Dr. Cornelius Davis, uh, Houston, uh, would you lead us in prayer that God will use this pandemic for his glory and his good purposes? Definitely. Heavenly Father, Lord God, uh, we know that you are a kind and loving God who indwells our hearts and will work through us if we are willing to allow you to work through us. Lord God, we pray that you will uh, create in us a, uh, a uh, fruitful uh, situation that we are ready to do your work out in the community. We want to be good witnesses. We want to glorify you in what we do and how we represent you to the outer community. We know that this is a time of great potential because people are considering their livelihoods. And so we pray that you would use us to be fruitful tools for your greater glory. Amen. Well, I'm so thankful for the time I was able to spend with Dr. Cornelius Davis in Houston. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris and a program called A Royal Priesthood. I know that when you first heard that Christians are priests, that may have sounded a bit odd to you. There are many images in our minds about what a priest, whether ancient or modern, looks like. But what did Peter mean? And what does this look like for you and me as Christians every day in 2020? Well, let's listen again to 1 Peter 2, and I want to focus on verses 11 and 12. Dear friends, Peter wrote, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. If it seems confusing at first to hear that you are a priest, Peter makes things clear. In these verses, he tells us who you are, what you do, and why you do it. And I want us to look at each of those elements. Who are you? Well, you already know you're a priest, but Peter also says that you are an alien, a stranger in the world. These simple words not only identify who you are, they also span the entirety of the Old Testament. The word aliens here is something translated sometimes as sojourners. That's Scripture's way of referring especially to the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Lord had promised those men that he would provide a home for them. But Hebrews in the New Testament tells us that they all died in faith without the promises being totally fulfilled. They lived in tents. They were camping. They traveled all over the ancient Near East. They were sojourners or aliens. Peter says, so are you. Now, we heard about this in the song that we opened with by Petra. We're also strangers in the world. Peter told us that on often this is translated as exiles. And immediately that takes us back to the Old Testament again, to the time when the Lord's people were carried off to Babylon. They were no longer living in the promised land. They were living among the pagans. And that's the same for us. We're exiles. We're strangers in this world. 
We don't live in a Christian world. It's just the opposite. It's a world that's turned its back on the Father. But we have a calling here. The Lord told the exiled Israelites to pray for the welfare of the cities they lived in and to do good to everyone. In other words, be light in a dark world. The kingdom of priests were living in a hostile kingdom. But that didn't mean they had lost their witness. It's the same with you and me. Every day, the world seems a little angrier. Don't let that quench your fire for the Lord. You're a sojourner and an exile, yes, but you're still a royal priest, Peter told us, a kingdom person. That's who we are as believers in Jesus. Peter also told us what you are to do, now that you know who you are. He tells us to abstain and to live good lives. Peter was no pie-in-the-sky Christian. He knew that our hearts are sinful. If we're sojourners and exiles, the last thing we need is to give in to that sin. Peter says that it wages war against your soul, and that makes our witness less effective. Those who don't believe are all around us. How are they to know what godly living looks like if they don't see it in you and me, first of all? I'm thankful that this passage didn't stop there. Peter also tells us why we do it. Why should we abstain from sin? Why should we live godly lives? Well, just listen to the way that the Holy Spirit uses our Christian living for the sake of others. Let me read verse 12 again. Live such good lives among the pagans that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. It is true that the unbelievers must hear the message of the gospel and to believe it in order to be saved. But they should also see Christians living consistently with that message. How much more effective will the proclamation of the good news be if it's spoken by people with integrity? and not hypocrisy. So I want to ask you today, and I'm asking myself this as well, are you living a life that leads unbelievers, pagans, to the Lord? It's not comfortable to think about, but we have to do it. In such heated times as these is your online presence in line with being a royal priest. Do your Facebook posts whether they're about COVID-19 or politics or issues of racism, do they point your neighbors to your heavenly father? Peter tells us one day, God will visit us. He'll come in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ again, and he'll wage war on the sin that wrecked so much havoc in this world. But until that day comes, our message to the world is that Jesus waged war against sin a little differently. 2,000 years ago. He will come in glory one day, but first he came in humility. The great high priest offered himself as the sacrifice. He's purified us of all our sins so that we might walk in holiness. He's made you a priest, but remember who you are. You're living as a sojourner. You're in exile. Why not ask the Spirit for help? to live a life of such godliness that even in a dark world you might be a light for your Lord. You are the light, the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light, the light of the world. 
A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So let your light shine, so that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine, so that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five verses. Matthew chapter five verses fourteen and sixteen. Shalala, 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 la 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 la. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So let your light shine, so that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine, so that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The words of Jesus from Matthew 5, that's Randall Goodgame from his Sing the Bible 2, and a song called Let Your Light Shine. And this is Haven Today in a program called A Royal Priesthood. You just heard Randall's music. Now I want you to experience his TV show called The Slugs and Bugs Show. In his music and now in his show, he wants the children in your life to see and love Jesus. So with so many kids watching too much TV and too many movies and too many video games this summer with themes that don't point them to Jesus, why not give them something that'll show them the gospel in a fun way? The Slugs and Bugs show is about having a lot of fun. Yeah! While being creative. I will uh, help some of the characters through some sort of problem. Yeah, Doug, you really miss some on-the-nose sorts of lessons that might have been beneficial to your moral development. And I think that's one of the goals of the show, that we want to walk along the path and be sharing with our kids truths that we know that God has put into His Scripture and into His creation. We want that to come to life in, in real ways that we walk out. That's, that's real discipleship, right? I can't wait! I mean, like, how we, how we walk around in the world following Jesus. That's like the great big picture of what the show is. Ooh. Uh, sorry, oh, Doug. Do you know how dangerous salt is to a slug? What's been exciting with the show is that there's so many diverse guests. Lots of my friends from here in Nashville, musicians and pastors and authors. I'm a little nervous because I've never been on a TV show before, but this is so fun. I wanted to bring together a space uh, where we could feature some great music from Randall um, with some vibrant characters that we can all enjoy and know that we have families watching. The voices of Randall Goodgame and his creative team talking about the brand new Slugs and Bugs show. It's Mr. Rogers meeting Sesame Street. But more importantly, all 13 of the episodes take you to Jesus and the gospel. 
We have the complete 13-episode collection for your minimum gift to help support us in these lean months of summer. And we also have the first three episodes for you on a single DVD to try out for your gift of any amount. Would you call us right now? 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch samples from this fun show. See the puppets and the sets. Watch the action. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And don't forget... We can send these shows to your loved ones without any extra shipping. Mark and Melody made a generous gift, and they asked us to send the entire season to a loved one with a special note, and we can do the same for you. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we'll share together this great story, the story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Whether we see it or not, most of us look to our circumstances to gauge whether God is pleased with us and whether He loves us. But consider what Jesus said. He said that everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And listen to this. The rain came down. The streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. Now, if the rain and the flood and the wind does not come in your life, how will you know for certain that Christ is your solid rock? The truth is, it's in our trials that we often experience God's love to the fullest. Get Anchor Devotional delivered in print monthly. Visit GetAnchor.com.